0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry iheart radio discover more shows and movies for free
2: this is holly fry from stuff you missed in history class Let's go places.
3: The pregame show America has always wanted. I, the future. I the
4: future.
5: From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. A lot of networks are ambivalent about radio. It's like, yeah, should we commit to it? Should... Fox Sports Radio does, and, and we appreciate it very much. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
3: Thank you, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the Portland Trailblazers break up their dynamic duo. The Kings and Pacers swap young stars. And more news comes to light on Alvin Kamara. What is the Vegas lead, R.J.?
5: Well, first, I got a question. The dynamic duo. Dynamic in what way? Yeah, I mean, they were
3: a consistent winner for Portland for, I mean, going on 10 years. Well, you
5: you mean like winning like 57% of their games of the season? Uh, well, yes. All right. No, I guess I, that brings up the point, right? If anything, there's always been – and let's start in the NBA. And and my basic premise is – or assertion is, especially if we start with Portland, is there's always been something missing. And, you know, they made it to a fluky conference finals, but they weren't even competitive there. And I'm not saying being the Final Four isn't something, but considering Dame, what he's considered, and McCollum, and you've got some interest in one particular eye-popping stat with him. I have to say disappointment with Portland, and eventually they had to blow up, blow it up. The question is, is it to, a lateral move to try with some different people, or is it a blow-up?
3: Well, here I'm going to try my best to get through the names involved in this trade. Oh, and, Well, you uh, are
5: the professional broadcaster.
3: I am not a professional NBA name announcer. Okay. But I, I know that the Portland Trailblazers will send C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell to the Pelicans. I'm, I'm pretty solid on you all got, those think, names. Yeah,
5: I think Larry Nance J- Yep, you got it.
0: <laughs>
3: yep. And in return, they get Josh Hart. Nikhil oh, that, Alexander, was, that was a tough one. <laughs> Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Tomas yes. Didi Lozada. No, no, pr- no, no, no. No. No? <laughs> oh, I don't know. McKenzie, <laughs> you want to help joking. me out here? I was, I was ju- just joking. Oh, okay. Joking. <laughs> a protected first-round pick and two second-round picks. And the so, first-round pick is protected uh, if it's top five this year.
5: Why don't we say this? Name the guys that have simple names. Josh Hart. Hold on, hold on. If it's a big name, <laughs> look it up. And if not, say a player to be named later. And by later, we mean the next show.
3: Yeah, or by Gantt by Because
5: Chris Broussard is going to be able to do it. <laughs> That's
3: pretty yeah, let's good. Let's
5: just say C.J. McCollum
3: for Josh Hart and some draft picks uh, is the trade.
5: Now, Josh Hart, he was he was the Canadian wrestler, right, WWE.
3: That's Brett the Hitman Hart, oh, okay, I'm afraid. Okay. Yeah. All
5: right, so listen. Here's, my, here's the thing. We are shifting to the NBA as the Super Bowl, you know, obviously finishes this week. Um, my approach always, though, is – the biggest stories, the analytics. I love the analytics. I don't get – if anything, the NBA is more advanced, I'd say, with the analytics than any other sport. They've they fostered it as a league. And yeah, I'd say baseball, but in a way, baseball has kind of got become a, a solved game where best practices with the optimal plays are known. And uh, maybe they're wrong, but everyone thinks they're right. So they're all playing the same way. You know, the whole Billy Bean – uh inefficiencies in the market doesn't feel like it's there in baseball as much it feels like everyone's figured it out nba still hasn't been figured out but boy they are ahead of the nfl analytically would you agree with that mckenzie a
6: hundred percent and that's why you're looking at the blazers team that says okay we've done everything analytically to maximize our offense but our defense is bottom five the last five years in a row The system just doesn't work. The pairing of two offensive guards in today's NBA just
5: doesn't work analytically or any other way. The pairing of two offensive guards. So you're saying that are deficient at defense?
6: Yes, yes. Obviously, you'd want to have two great guards on both sides of the ball, but two primarily offensive players.
5: Did you hear my question? I want you to listen and answer. All right, so you mean you're talking about two offensive guards. You mean there's a defensive uh uh lacking in those guards. Yeah. yeah and the, and the theory is that if there's two bad guards the better defender can't help. The theory is hey uh let's say uh Steph Curry isn't a great defender. Though he's a good help defender, but hey if he's got Clay Thompson, uh, an elite defender next to him, back in the glory days and now, I guess, is uh it could compensate for it, right? But you can't have two bad defenders
6: hundred percent, especially the way NBA teams want to switch everything now. They want to say, OK, well, if you're trying to get a better player on a worse defender, well, we'll just switch it. Well, you can't switch if you have two bad defenders on the court. You got to keep, you know, the big man on the big man and et cetera.
5: All right, and switching is typically going to happen when the pick is set, correct? Yes, sir. All right. And is that the o- no, you don't need to say, sir, just answer the question <laughs> is it, it. But is that the only time they switch? I mean, they trap. you know, they're trapping. Sometimes they might switch out of that. Right.
6: Yeah. Also, if you get it in the post, you might see a quick switch before the uh, before the player can make
5: his move. How could they? They would double in the post. They wouldn't switch because someone's got to yeah, be exactly. behind him.
6: Right? Well, you double and then you have the uh, better defender stay. And if there's enough time, you have the uh,
5: worst defender retreat to, to the help. Yeah, I guess I do know a lot about the NBA, AJ. What's your <laughs> take? What's your take on the Blazers? Are you talking to me? Yeah, AJ. Oh,
3: yeah. I would say that the Blazers. I think they've maxed out what they can do, and it was probably time for a reset. And from everything I've seen, it looks like the Blazers are kind of ready to to make Anthony Simmons the or Anthony Anthony Simmons the number two guy to Dame. I think they're gonna they're gonna extend him over the summer. But hold on and, a second. And,
5: if he's the three guy now,
3: well, he's not got- really. He, He's not really the three guy. He's kind of excelled because Lillard and McCollum have been missing a lot of time. So he's been sort of their go to guy.
5: But in in an open question, in the positionless quote unquote NBA, You can certainly have three players that – I mean, what I hear you saying is old school like, oh, well, he is the shooting guard or he's the small forward. But it seems like these days, especially they can defend it all, and maybe that was the problem as Mackenzie was bringing up. uh, You can play – you don't have to – I mean, LeBron's playing center sometimes, right? So, I mean, to some degree – Mackenzie, do you look at the situation where it's like – McCollum's expendable because of a player that is is surging?
6: No, I don't think that Anthony Simons has proven enough to say C.J. McCollum's expendable. I'd say if you're looking at upside, though, Anthony Simons has proven to be a plus defender in his young career. C.J. McCollum's 10 years in is never going to get there. So if you say, okay, Simons maybe can be as good as McCollum offensively, but he also has an upside defensively, it starts to make sense why you don't want McCollum and you do want Simons.
5: Okay, so you're saying right now he's about an equal defender. He's a little bit short on offense, but there's there's a lot of room to grow. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, how yes, does, RJ. Jesus. Now how <laughs> does? Yeah, I just I'm gonna draft you into the Marines all of a sudden. All right, <laughs> drop and do ten, and then we Hurrah. are straight. Yeah, we're straight out of. A. <laughs> we'll watch Center of the Woman, Center of the Woman tonight, or, and go from there. Is um. Dame's age, do you think Dame gets traded? McKenzie?
6: I do. I think you're the only way that this makes sense is if it's a complete blow-up. They just got rid of... Um Uh, Covington and Powell, they're pretty much trading all their best players. There's one left. That's Dame. He doesn't want to be there by himself. I assume that he's trying to get his his way out the door to a super team, or at least a better team.
5: Yeah, he's a superstar to the degree that it's going to be a real battle not to trade. I mean, it seems like they're at his mercy if he wants to be traded. Now, his stomach injury is supposed to be resolved. When is he supposed to be available?
6: Uh, Let me pull that up. I'm not not
5: exactly sure. Yeah, I'm hearing, and we'll confirm it. I'm hearing, and we're talking about Dame Lillard here, as Fez would say, Dame time. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm hearing it's a situation where if it goes optimistically, it could be right around the playoffs, like not that far if they make it. Uh, But I also hear rumors they're going to shut him down and trade him in the offseason. You know, that's an interesting question. If he's able to come back for the playoffs – and he got traded to, let's say, pick a team, the Sixers, well, that would be extremely valuable. It seems like you'd be losing some real value not trading him. And remember, the trading deadline is Thursday, correct? Yeah. McKenzie? Yes, that's correct. You following me? Yes. Okay.
6: All right.
3: I, I guess my question is if they're uh, looking to trade him, why sign him to the extension they did in the offseason? And, and I mean, obviously, the number attached to him now, $42 million next year, it, it's making it much more difficult to move on from him, isn't it? See,
5: I'm not sure. The question about Lillard is the following Before the Olympics last year, so we're talking not that long ago, he was considered like a top six, seven, eight players in the league. And what's happened is, well, he's gotten he's hitting the age where maybe the age is an issue because Bill Simmons talks about this a lot. Smaller guards in the NBA don't have longevity. And as I, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, old school type um, or even the new school, you know, he had uh, Isaiah Thomas for the Celtics had a couple or well, one really good year. And then they just get banged on. If they're playing guys, even think of Jordan playing guard effectively with 6'6, 6'7. And these days they're they're at that big, if not bigger, most. So if you're 6'1, 6'2, it's just hard. I mean, think of what Kobe size. I mean, it's like as much as we want to act like, hey, if you're six one, six two, it's fine, and Iverson was five eleven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but Iverson's career ended pretty early, or at least his dominance did. And it looks like that if Dane does hit the wall, it's going to look a lot like what we've seen. Now, is this the wall or is this something else that is going to look like the wall but isn't, but the wall isn't too far after it, even if it isn't? So if he has two good years left after this year, I think he has massive trading value and that contracts an asset. And the more you can extend him, I mean, think about Ben Simmons, as problematic as he is one of the selling points for the sixers is hey he's got four year this year plus I think three more so even though you would think this guy's is, is the you know junior max or whatever right when he does have the seniority for the next one so he's getting paid as much as a player could he's sitting out because he's got you know whatever. But still, he's an asset at the max.
3: So as long as as long as Dame Lillard doesn't hit a, a John Wall a John Wall type wall right, where with, he like he just can't Walt, play at yeah, all.
5: And with Wall, it was injuries, right? And, right. and it could in here it could be. But Lillard was a. I mean, in a weird way, they said Lillard had this stomach problem for quite a while. He was trying to play through it. Now the question is. Was that just an excuse to try to explain away the bad performance earlier this year? Or is it true and we should give him like a Baker Mayfield, like give him some gutsy credit for fighting through the injuries? By the way, McKenzie, what did we figure out with the injury outlook? His abdominal surgery, uh, he's supposed to be reevaluated
6: in mid-February, and he says he hasn't ruled out returning this season. Makes it seem like it's more likely than not that he will be shelved for the entire season. Really? I don't think so at all.
5: I think what that's saying is, keep me here and I'm, my stomach's going to be hurting, but I'm da- I'm dangling that I'm going to be available for the playoffs, which would motivate the Blazers to play him or trade him now because he will be a, a significant asset if he's healthy in theory. And again, the question marks remain, but if you're a fan of the Sixers and they got Dame Lillard for a reasonable price, you're, you you got to be excited. Right, McKenzie? No doubt. You have to be over the moon. I mean, you have Shaq.
6: Theoretically, you need a Kobe. You need an elite guard. You mentioned Lillard's struggles so far this year. I think we should mention lowest points he's had per game in seven years, worst shooting of his career, worst three-point shooting of his career. So if you're Lillard's agent and if you're trying to trade him, yeah, you're going to say, well, he's been struggling with a stomach injury. Otherwise, he's not at that level. He was the past two years where he set career highs in points and shooting.
4: Right out of Vegas!
6: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m.
3: Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex
4: C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
3: Two-time All-Star, DeMontis Sabonis, has been traded to the Sacramento Kings for Tyrese Halliburton, and Tyrese Halliburton, if you recall, RJ, just a couple of weeks ago, was considered the deal-breaker between the Kings and the Sixers in a deal involving Ben Simmons because the Kings were unwilling to give up Tyrese Halliburton,
5: their 21-year-old guard. So we can say effectively that one NBA team, if if the reporting is correct, on the... Uh, ben Simmons' potential trade that was next and if Halliburton was the reason, we could make a case that the NBA right now considers Halliburton to be—oh, I'm sorry, let's think about this—Sabonis to be a superior trade asset, a superior asset than Ben Simmons. And Which is pretty wild to consider. So, Mackenzie, you do your rankings, right? Where do you got Sabonis? Where do you got Ben Simmons? Oh, God, Actually, he's going to have Ben Simmons like 114, I bet. I have them both
6: tied for 35th, 1.5 points better. Uh, helps on the Vegas line if they're in
5: versus out. Helps on the Vegas line. Okay, Is and, and, and when's the last time you adjusted those numbers? Adjust them regularly. Yeah, when was the last
6: time you adjusted those numbers? Today. I wanted to look and see who was better, Sabonis or
5: Simmons, and they were and, the same. So they were the same and you made no adjustment? Yes. So they've been the same for, like, extended time, huh? Now, where was Simmons at? And, and maybe you don't have the exact number, but you got memory on it. Where was he at, let's say, entering the playoffs last year? So before like, the real trouble started? Like 29th or 30th, I had him lower than most people. So, so you literally have hardly dropped him? Yeah. That seems irrational. How – who in the right – I mean, here's the question with Simmons. And, I mean, obviously they have – Till Thursday, trading deadline, the NBA Thursday, is uh, to trade him for this go-around, right, the Sixers. But if he's got mental – I don't know the right way to – mental health problems, we'll call it. I don't know. Is that right? Is um, how how are we sure that when he gets to the next team, he's not going to have the same problem? I mean, I get why there's – I mean, let's assume, and a lot of people believe – that this is not necessarily that, but hey, it's a nice, safe thing to say. All right. Now, I don't know that's the case, but let's, I don't think it would be impossible for it to be the case. In fact, I think it's probably likely, but I'm not sure. Let's say that to start with. He could have re- severe mental health problems, Ben Simmons. I don't know. But it feels like we never heard about that. We heard he didn't want to shoot threes, and we heard part of that was because he was good at everything and he wasn't good at threes, and he didn't want to like do something he wasn't good at, even if being okay at it was better than not doing it. Now, that's interesting, because you want a guy that really doesn't want to be bad. You want that. But to the point where you don't work your way through, like, I'm never going to like pick up a second language. I'm never going to play a new game. I'm never going to pick up golf because I won't be good at the beginning. Well, he's been playing basketball his whole life, And he can't shoot. So at some point, he maybe should have started working on that. (laughs) And I don't know if it, you know, maybe this is a brilliant point. But, hey, you shoot in basketball. And in this day and age, it's more important than ever. Meaning a a defender, a guy that could, you know, Magic wasn't a great shooter for a long time. I mean, he got better. But you watch those old games. Magic was not, I mean, there's a reason he got the baby hook going. And. It's like, imagine if Ben Simmons was an average outside shooter. What would he be if it wasn't for the head case stuff? I don't think that's the technical term.
3: Well, I mean, he's an elite defensive player. So yeah, if he's it a top.
5: For- I mean, top. I, people debate it. They say he gets too much credit, but everyone thinks he's a top 10 player on defense. If yeah, not a top right. five, probably, right? Let's say top five, which is, I think, because a lot of people had him second last year on the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, to go Gobert, uh, who won it, but I don't know, right? Let's say top five. So he's a he's a lead on the break. He's a good passer. He is the perfect small ball five now, like in a way, because and that doesn't hurt his shooting doesn't hurt so much there. And you know, a all LeBron's approach now with it. And you got to wonder if he was just average from three. He's a top fifteen player. Does that sound right? Open
3: question. I mean, it seems it seems right to me. I mean, if he were an average offensive player, he would be one of the top fifteen players in the league.
5: He probably is an average offensive player before the playoffs. He was. I would say, if you would have asked entering the playoffs, you know, give him an offensive ranking, give him a defensive ranking, Ben Simmons would have gotten an A plus on defense. And against the other NBA players, a C on offense, because his ability to push the ball in transition and his passing and his offensive rebounding, um, you know, all in all, he was good except for he was like a Jalen Rose type, but couldn't shoot. But but much more, you know, as in a tall point guard that that, you know, it it, it feels like. That, that 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 if you just look at his three pointers, you're right. If he was just average at that, but I think in the offense, what would you I say? I should again? have
3: said I should have said if he was an average shooter, like you were saying. That's probably yeah. a better terminology. And
5: I think that might be even true too. Meaning he's not shooting all that great from 15 feet either, or, or you know the free right. throws. So yeah, that's probably even better, right? Because if you can't make, free, yeah, you're making a good point. If he was an average shooter, then he is a top, you know, a top 15, if not better player. And I mean, he's made multiple all NBA teams. And that's with his shooting the way it's been. In all NBA, there's only three teams, there's 15 players a year. Did you know that, Mackenzie? I did. I okay. did. 15 that's players. Five surprising. A team. Surprising. Is all NBA, there's three teams. And that's a big deal. There is huge incentives to that uh, in contracts. And. Um, There's also, for history, the thing people forget about with these Pro Bowls and these uh, All-Pros, like, think about it. Brady, we were talking made, like, three, and and, and, uh, Manning made seven first teams. And we're making the case maybe Brady wasn't the best all-time regular season quarterback. It was just the playoffs that pushed him over the top, which still is amazing. But one of the cases we made was, hey, look. He's look at these uh, all pros, and to me the All NBA is certainly like that. When you hear a player retire, it's like made two All NBA teams. Blah blah blah. So there's big money on it. Uh, Tatum had a huge contract swing on that.
4: Straight out of Vegas.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
4: C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
3: Byron Allen particularly being interested in buying the Denver Broncos and did some research during the break. And this entertainment studios that he owns, uh, it's – I, he owns the Weather Channel, which is part of it. It's in, I mean, obviously, 80 million households. Uh, that's the most widely available of his of his networks. But he owns a lot of other smaller networks, including some of the regional Fox Sports networks.
5: Yeah. So it, it, it seems like, like you said, a comedian background who then it looks like went to the production and the business side and been very successful. So, um, boy, you want to talk about someone. Imagine an, an articulate uh, you know, good presenter, you know, different owners. You know, you look at the NFL owners, it's very much like you got your Jerry Joneses and then you got the guys you don't even know their names. A lot of guys, if I said who owns Team X, if you're not in that market, you know, who owns Arizona?
3: I mean, anyone? You know, uh, it, it, I was, I was going to say the Bidwell family. I don't know who the uh, – if it's – is that um, still the case? I don't even know. I, I think so. I don't know.
5: <laughs> yeah, the, and that's kind of the <laughs> to point, your point. <laughs> but, but 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 we've got guys that that are forces, and to me, to be the for you know, hopefully only for a time, but to be the lone black owner, if this happens, that would give such a platform and and, and the chance to you know affect change, as they say. All right, so I'm gonna do my best bet, AJ. What what do we got? Well, let's do the Super Bowl market update. Not a lot of movement, and it goes to show you, and we'll talk about the specifics, but it goes to show you that the biggest, the most liquid markets, liquid means there's the most betting in them, right? How much of a limit are they gonna take? And that means that people take it more seriously. If you can bet $10 on something, like the WNBA, you can bet maybe $500. A lot of pros won't even get involved with it. It's not worth the time because if your ROI, return on investment is 10 percent, well, every bet's worth 50 bucks. Is that worth, you know, in the long run? Right. That's a theoretical. Um, If you like literally you can get multiple millions down without a problem on the Super Bowl, the line is going to get extra sharp. And that's what we've seen with the lack of movement, AJ. Give us an update.
3: Yeah, the Super Bowl we mentioned yesterday, the money that had come in over the weekend on the Bengals. uh, Now we're seeing a lot of Rams minus four and Rams minus four and a half. So you can get your choice of those two numbers. The total remains uh, at 48 and a half.
5: And how's your handicap right now on the game? I know you, I don't want to say, are in the tank for Stafford, but you're in the tank for Stafford, right? I'm in the tank for
3: Stafford. Yeah, I, I don't, I haven't made an official bet on the game yet. I yeah, am yeah. I'm on, asking
5: how your opinions evolving.
3: M- oh, my opinion's not evolved. I like the Rams, and yeah, I, you, I would. You like I being like the, stubborn. I am.
5: I, I thought, I thought on last week's pod, I made some compelling points on the Bengals. You did.
3: I I mean, I thought I made some compelling points on the Rams, although my voice didn't really get them across. No, I
5: didn't hear those. Oh, shocker. (laughs) All right, here comes my second prop bet. And it is, and this one's making the rounds a little bit, and the line's moving, but, boy, it's compelling. And it is, will the opening kickoff be a touchback? And you can bet no at plus 130, let's say. And Mackenzie, why don't you check on that? See what, if you can, what the current number is, make sure it hasn't moved. In the last 28 Super Bowls, there's been a touchback twice. So when we say that there won't be a touchback, no, and we're getting plus money, we literally have a 26 and 2 prop that we're getting plus money on. How could that be? Something. All right. Well, first off, the, where the kickoff happen uh, occurs from changed, right? Like I think uh, 2011. So if you look at just those 10 years of Super Bowls, it literally is going to be eight and two, though. So why is this number a plus number? It's because in every other situation, it happens so much more often. But because of a Pat McAfee talked about this. The ball is really hard. They don't get to warm it up. And because the, the, the return guy is all juiced up, he tends to bring the ball out. So it is going to be n- a, no touchback plus money. McKenzie, what do we got? Plus 120 consensus. All right, so it's moving, but I still like it. Plus 120.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.